Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. I'm Joe and I'm joined by Sam. Hello. Hello. Um, hi. Okay, so we are now at the World Series. The World Series starts tonight between the Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves. Um, which, you know, I mean, quite an unexpected World Series matchup, I think, um, from most people. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, massively so. I mean, the Braves were... Just having a quick look at the standing. They were, we mentioned before they were the worst of all of the National League playoff teams. And fewer wins than the Mariners who missed the wild card in the League and the Blue Jays who also missed the wild card in the American Yeah. I saw something earlier, actually, where they... Out of all teams to play in the World Series, they are... They had the... Uh, longest run of games before having a winning record. Um, so I think that's it incredible. Like 100, over 100 games to have a record over 500 this season. That is incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that division was just bad, wasn't it? But the, well, the Braves have had, as I talk about that, they're just magic performances. I mean, Eddie Rosario having like one of the best playoff series ever. Um, and yeah. Has I helped, mean, admittedly, yeah. Yeah, that's helped. Um, so yeah, should we, should we look back on the championship series a little bit quickly before we look into the, uh, the World Series matchup? Um, yeah. Uh, so the National League, yeah, we had the Braves. Well, we were talking about in the last podcast, weren't we? The Dodgers' strange pitching stuff they were doing. And it didn't really pay off, did it? I mean, Walker Bueller's stats for the uh, Championship Series ended up being awful. Um, and did he, was he on short rest in the final game? I thought that they might have readjusted their rotation. It's kind of a cumulative thing, isn't it, with that? Yeah. It, it was, again, like we spoke about before, when you, because they only had three starters, you either go, well, we've got to keep them as normal and then figure out everything else around them, whether you go and or give someone else a start or whatever. Or you go for the Dodgers approach, which go as funky as possible and have your starters coming in in relief and using two of the and that's what they did and it it was not that's when you end up with the short rest stuff and then yeah. even when you put them on regular rest they're coming off having been on short rest and having pitched sort of three times in what would have usually been just one go of the rotation yeah um, a stat actually that I've quite that I've found that I quite like for talking about this like playoff series stuff um you know, championship win probability added. Seeing that, so yeah, get it, see on Baseball Reference. Oh, yeah. And so, in the championship series, Walker Bueller's uh, was minus nine percent, um, which is Eddie very, Rosario's very bad. was um, plus eight eight percent. Plus plus what eight plus what? Eight point eight percent. Eighteen point eight. Yeah, that is. That is a lot, isn't it? I mean, I think it's quite funny because I think you can have this. 
this is that I think maybe like you could do it for like regular season games, which obviously are like very very tiny, don't do much at all. But you get to this point of championship series, and you can just have um, that really, you know. Over a few games, you basically turn your team season around. Um, and yeah, I mean, so but combined, Walker had minus nine, and Julio Arias had minus ten point four in that series. So that was meant to be really. Um, I mean, obviously they had uh, Max Scherzer who struggled a little bit earlier in the playoffs as well. But Urias and Bueller really were meant, were meant to be like they're the the stars they're sort of leaning on. And yeah, it just didn't it didn't happen in the championship series at all. Well, and they were leaning on them even more when they pitched Scherzer those division series. One run game, they had to win that to even get to the championships. We're talking with the benefit of hindsight and but I mean we did this on our last podcast, so we kind of saw some of this coming was they needed Urias and Bueller even more when they'd put Scherzer through. I saw some people suggest that was, well, that, that was a day you would have thrown anyway or something. And it's like, well, quite the same for having to warm up in the bullpen and the adrenaline of having to go out and like that. And I'm sure he wanted to do it and it would have been very hard to tell him not to. Um, but it did feel a little bit of like stuff came home to roost for the Dodgers eventually was... I I, pers- I just think, and it is generally not like this with baseball at all. I get a very kind of, well, it's not even traditionalist. You should start your starting pitches on like normal rest as much as you can. It isn't a wildly traditionalist take. I'm not saying that you should yeah. get all of them to throw 150 pitches. Just like use them as starting pitches. They're three of the best in the game. Three of like the top 10 starting pitches, probably, yeah. this year. There's a reason why some of that other stuff that's happened in some postseasons where you've had like stars coming out of the pen. I mean, you know, Bumgarner was through his game seven, stuff like that. And, um, well, Strasbourg came out of the pen quite a bit, didn't he, when the Nationals won it? The reason why that stuff is different and special is like it's not. Um, a lot of teams are trying to sort of do, make that, think that's the norm, you can just do that now. That that, that that was the secret to their success. But really, it obviously it was. The fact that those worked in those situations in the past were the reason those teams were successful. But that was so amazing about it is that it's not meant to work, really. And it's, that's not changed, I don't think. No. I don't, and I'd say particularly so with the Dodgers. I mean, in in Giants Twitter, there's a lot of well, look, we we ground them down so hard late in the season and made them play a wild card game and then fought them in the NLDS. There's some of that. I think that is a factor too. The Dodgers had to fight to get this deep. They were having to go the extra inning from their starters to make sure they were every single game while they chased the Giants. And how the Giants pushed first round clearly mattered. Um, but like, I, that is a definite factor here. But there was also like... The, they, I, I still don't think they need to be this kind of unconventional if you like although it's kind of become you know in this postseason a bit where everyone was just doing kind of fun all the time um 
But the Dodgers one is weirder to me because it's like you have three actual aces. You have three of them. Yeah. Use the mustaches. And they have a great bullpen as well. Use your bull like you just yeah in, in go a seven long. game series if you just use three aces as aces it's like that's a seven game series that can be six of them can't it it's, yeah it might <laughs> you might not need six and then it's like well they've got a deep bullpen with some they've tried to stretch out for two innings you could easily game four or well it wouldn't have been I think I think because way their rest might have been messed up but whenever that turn came in the rotation just do a bullpen game they were doing it in the season and they won a hundred wait they, yeah they won 106 yes yeah they won 106 i think and it's like well i i just think that that was that was kind of a mistake from them um which is easy to say yeah. now I, i've seen as well it, there was a fair response to um a lot of the stuff the Dodgers saying, oh, I've had injuries and we're tired and whatever. It's like, we just, yeah, roster problems. Is I mean, the Atlanta Braves have had that themselves as well, haven't they? Just as badly, really. I mean, Ron might have been the MVP if he played W. I mean, I think there's a pretty good chance he would have been. Yeah, exactly. Um, have, wait, who else? Didn't they have other people missing, too? Well, Azuna, but I mean, he barely played at all this year. Um, and Soroka like hasn't played consistently in a long time. Yeah, everyone's got people missing, haven't they? Um, yeah, I mean, Soroka was and, a Cy Young mean, candidate last year, wasn't he? Was yeah. He well, no, maybe the twenty nineteen, maybe. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's sort of my point is there is you know the Braves missing like probably would have been the MVP this year and the Cy Young candidate from a couple of years ago. Um, a lot of people expect him to be their best starting pitcher this year as well, really. So, I don't know. I don't think they can really complain too much. No, and I think, um, I don't know if we just, it might have just cut out. I was just trying to say a second ago, I can't really tell. Um, but the, then the Astros who've also got to the World Series are missing like McCullers and Verlander. And they're, they've made it. Yeah. In fact, they've made it. Interestingly, our last podcast was, oh my God, they're at this meltdown. They can't get anyone out. And then their answer to that, I mean, you have to get the good starts, but the Dodgers had the good starters, was Fran Mavaldez and Luis Garcia. Yeah, both I mean, pitched Luis, gems. Luis Garcia went eight. So uh, to close out that series, Luis Garcia went eight innings without going up a run. Um, which I mean, that's, you don't hear that from anyone. He went five point two in Game Six. Um, Valdez did. Valdez in the game before. Yeah, Luis. Yeah, yeah. Luis Garcia went eight, didn't he? Uh, was it the other way round? Luis Garcia was six. Valdez was five. So Valdez like put them in position with an absolute gem and I, I was I watched the first few innings of that and it was one of those where it was just they really can't hit this it wasn't oh, yeah, even the infield yeah. for ages yeah sorry I was the wrong way around Lewis Garcia with 5.2 innings in in game, game six. 6 and Valdez with uh, 8 
So yeah, I mean, I, what I, in the last podcast I was talking about how, oh, that seemed very worrying early in the series because this this series actually turned around, didn't it? Um, is you had the first few games, I mean, it was games two and three really, I think, is when we did the podcast, where the Astros pitching just collapsed, like really, really yeah. badly. And I mean, to end it with two like really good starts. Um, it's got to be quite encouraging, really. Going forward. Yeah, I think massively. Because the thing with those ones, and it was why I still had a bit of confidence in them to come back, was those starters, it's not like they were just having to throw anyone out there. These guys are good pitchers, albeit, I guess, relatively inexperienced in the playoffs. And they had bad starts, and then you, you don't know what's coming next. But like the fact they did that, is is also not inconceivable. Those two do that in the World Series as well. Yeah, I'd still be a bit worried though because of about the rest of it. I mean, because Greinke is just not not the same anymore, is he? I don't think he's well. He's had a bad postseason as well. Um, and yeah, and I, I mean, a lot of the other stars have yeah have not really performed. But they've had, they've they've got a couple. They've had coming off good starts. Um, yeah, got to help them. Um, so should we should we look at the like the the World Series then the World Series matchup here? Yeah. I mean, what is what's the story going to be? What are the what are the key performances? Do you think? Um. I think it will be interesting to see what happens with Eddie Rosario, which is not exactly the most insightful take of all time. Just on the back of sometimes people get that hot in the postseason and they just keep doing it until their team gets knocked out. Yeah, or they win. Yeah. Or it's also possible that it's just like, that was it. That was people have those hot weeks in the regular season and it just happens and maybe they win player of the week and then we all forget about it. Um, because of the depth of their lineup that we've spoken about so many times, they do have. I mean, Soler coming back does help them out in that regard. Um, but I think Albies and Swanson really struggled in the championship series. Um, and obviously, Freeman started the series like horrendously. Freeman, you feel like, is the banker in that lineup. And then it's just a question of what they get around him. And that's the thing is while they've got this far and it's amazing how they've done it. And I, I think um, how they overhauled their outfield particularly was just so awesome. Such such a good advert for trade deadline trades and like what all, all appeared minor trades that was just coming through on your phone. Oh, they've done another one. Oh, and they've got another yeah. outfielder. And then they've all in one way or another really helped them. But I still just, I can't get past the, every time I've watched the Astros, like, well, all year, but particularly since the playoffs have been on, they show their lineup card and I can't really believe how deep it is. Yeah, still. I mean, they're meant to like, I don't know, not be as good as they used to be or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's still there, isn't it, really? Still Correa, Bregman, Altuve in the middle. And Guriel, Guriel is such a hard guy to get out, it seems like, most of the time. Just makes the, 
opposing pitchers work. And Alvarez is just an absolute monster. Just destroys baseballs for fun. And Kyle Tucker has had some big hits as well. Was it, the, I think, the clinching game? He hit was it a three-run home run to seal it in the top of the ninth. Or top of the eighth, wherever it was. Um, late in the game. And, um, yeah, so I think the, for Atlanta to be able to win this, they need whether they need a more Jocktober stuff or Eddie Rosario to stay crazily hot, they need a kind of complete effort. They need everyone to yeah. step up because you think with Houston, like I think Altuve had a slightly cold patch in the championship series, but you just, you can't see any of like their top seven guys really slumping. Yeah. I do worry a little bit about the, uh, the Braves bullpen is a bit as well no I, I don't know i think it's it's been good hasn't it through the year it's been solid but um i don't know i did they give up i feel like they gave up some runs the bullpen did uh, yeah well the dodgers managed to make some comebacks didn't they yeah um and yeah they, it just doesn't strike me quite as one of those like they're not a, a huge stuff sort of bullpen, are they? Um, and with the obviously the, the Astros just don't strike out much at all. It's like I don't know. So that's gonna that's gonna at least decide one of the games. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, that's potentially the you know the Astros scoring a lot off off the Braves bullpen. Yeah. I, I think that's that's been my overriding feeling with the Astros kind of all along is just their offense is so powerful. It's just whether they could get enough pitching with it. And that's still what it is going into this. For all we were just saying about Valde, Valdez and Garcia, um, you take the Braves' rotation. That's the yeah. their advantage, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Definitely, yeah. I mean, the Astros really are. Yeah, you know, you, you basically just—they just hoping that the stars just aren't going to blow it, like um, game two and three against the Red Sox. So don't give up any grand slams early in the game, <laughs> and they'll have a chance. But they managed to blow two of them, and they were the only ones they lost in that series. Yeah, that is a good point. I guess that sort of shows about the offense, doesn't it? Like, it's, you know, the pitching just doesn't lose the game. They've got they've got a very good chance of outscoring them. Yeah, because the the Atlanta offense, um, Anderson had a the Atlanta rotation. Sorry, Anderson had a rough start, didn't he? Does I think that was in the championship series. He had one like where he didn't get far, and. Um, there's was similar. I think Freed has had one slightly difficult one at some point. They've not been flawless. I mean, it's late in the year. They've pitched a lot of innings and they've been against the Dodgers offense. There's going to be like some rough nights in there. But there's, while all three of them are capable of completely dominating, like Valdez and Garcia just did in their series, there's also not 
not that anyone, I mean, I guess if Urias and Bueller and Scherzer are getting hit around occasionally, no one's invincible, of course, but there's there's not like someone coming into this series with a, a one ERA in the playoffs like we've seen before, where it's just like, this is our ace. He's not giving up any runs in this postseason. Um, and I don't mean even like in a Bumgarner 2014 sort of way, but just often teams have had that guy, haven't they? Yeah. Of like the the banking on that winning that game. And often, I mean, maybe not quite so much in the last couple of years, but it used to be the playoffs, I think, a lot of it. Even like three years ago or something. I felt like a lot of series were decided by these like battles between aces. Yeah. Um, which this series is very much does not feel like that at all, is it? No. <laughs> it's not going to be like that at all. It's nothing like that. I mean, the whole postseason hasn't been like that. Like, people, aces don't even get to pitch. Like, if they give up two, like, two base runners, get on in a row, and they're out of the game, whatever the situation is. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely not that guy, is there, for either of them that's, that you feel like is, you can rely on that much. On a slightly philosophical note, I do think that's a shame. I hope that's not gone forever. I hope this is is uh, after the short season stuff mainly, because I, I think that's even in the regular season the the ace off is awesome, um, yeah. and in in the playoffs it's particularly amazing. <clears throat> Whether it's a a game one, a two, three, four, five, whenever it is, but like where it feels particularly huge, this is we've both got our guys going. And maybe some of it is they've realised actually, if we've both got an an absolutely awesome pitcher, why would we throw him against their awesome pitcher? Why don't we take one of the other games? Why well, we use our guy and take game two instead when they've got a less good pitcher? I think there's probably some of that thinking has crept into some organisations too. But I think it is a loss for baseball as a spectacle that you if you lose those real monster duels. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I guess also as well as you, um, if the successful teams don't work that way anymore, you're also going to end up with teams that don't have those sort of aces then like playing against each other in the big games. Yeah. Um, although, like, well, if the Astros had Verlander and McCullers, it might be a different story. Yeah, I think... Yeah, you're right, and that's, I guess that's what I'm getting at, really, is if, if every team is dominant without having that massive name, then that's... It, yeah, if Verlander was pitching game one, and Morton's getting... I think Morton's getting the ball tonight, isn't he? Yeah. But that that would even get some of that treatment, wouldn't it? From a build-up perspective. Yeah. Because he particularly these... History, history, yeah. Ex-Astro closed out a World Series for them and all of this stuff. That would at least... You'd have... There's some awesome pitches in this series, and there have been throughout the playoffs. But I think, as a fan, I think it's it's really cool having the the Scherzer versus Kershaw sort of thing. And it's like, who can go longest into this game? Rather than, like you said, if one of them pitches five innings, it'll be a minor miracle. They must have not given up a hit. Um, I don't, I don't, that, some of that stuff might have just been gone for good. But at the same time, there's kind of uh, 
the whole stuff with these trends in sport in general, but particularly in baseball, is there's always zigging and zagging, isn't there? Yeah. I think I saw a funny tweet the other day, actually. It's some random thing on Twitter. It's probably like retweeted. Um, I was saying like in in a, in five years' time, some graduate, uh, Ivy League graduate is going to invent the starting pitcher. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I mean. Is that well, maybe it'll be after this postseason. They'll go, what if, if we have Urias, Bueller, and Scherzer, what if we use them as starters and just yeah. as starters? And what if we had like a bullpen full of closers? What if we use them as closers? <laughs> and then that's, that's going to be, that's going to be the next inefficiency that gets exploited in baseball is just going back to where we were like 10 years ago and then someone will win like that and it'll be oh my god look at this like that guy that pitched 34 starts in the regular season through 180 innings and gave up like two runs what if we let him start games and we got to the playoffs wouldn't that be amazing yeah to be fair i'm i think these two teams have actually done more of that haven't they I think so, yeah. It's just um, at times their stars have sudden meltdowns and they have to take them out. Yeah, but they, I don't think they've had... There was a Morton call where he... I think Morton might have got pulled early once. But they've not had like, we're just going to randomly throw a couple of relievers before Max no. Freed for giggles. It's like, well, Max Freed's awesome. What if Max Freed pitches against their best hitters? Wouldn't that be preferable? And... Because the the Red Sox did it, didn't they? They and it was a game they lost. Was it? It was when oh, it must have been. Was it the nine two? I think it was game four, and and where it was it was level, and then they pitched Ervaldi. Um. Yeah, game four. Nick Pavetta started the game. Five so innings. Five more. innings. Five innings, one and run. Pretty good. Then bullpen, bullpen guys. Then Garrett Whitlock blew a save because he was pitching two innings. Um, but they're only in a one-run lead. And then Evaldi came Evaldi. and melted down completely and, and lost it. Yeah, so that was a, it's basically the teams you've got there have been the most traditional in their starting pitcher usage, I think. Yeah. That's interesting, actually, isn't it? I thought about it that way because because yeah, Ivaldi only pitched game two, so that was a short. Like after a start, he then came in on short rest as a reliever, which is what Scherzer did in the division series to close it out. Um, yeah. and just yeah, it all it all gets a bit galaxy brain, doesn't it? And like Ivaldi has, we were talking about on the last pod that he was the number one guy, and yeah. It's not like they were winning that game. Yeah, it's also yeah, weird. He also came in once the game was tied, and it wasn't a knockout game either. It wasn't a winner go like lose goes home. It was a, they would have taken the three one lead, and it's like okay, that would be nice. But I mean, you weren't even leading the, and then if but if it was game five and they were three one up, you'd be like yeah, okay, you've got a one run lead. Bring Avaldi in to pitch the eighth yeah. or ninth or whatever. But That's a different. It wasn't it wasn't a clincher. And they weren't in the lead. And they still just brought their starting pitcher in out of the bullpen on short rest. Just why? Don't know. 
yeah, yeah. Th- this is kind of yeah got this there is... have basically gone we've got well actually they're not neither of them got like the four-man rotation you want for the playoffs but they, they've still stuck closer to we're going to use our starters as starters and relievers as relievers yeah that's what got us here it seems like our uh yeah quite a big theme of the, our posted podcast here is basically been criticizing people using their pictures weirdly hasn't it yeah it, and w- we're not generally old men shouting at clouds with baseball far from it no but it's is, it is just odd isn't it some of this i think particularly in maybe there's even a difference in a five and a seven gamer but like I think a seven game series is actually quite a long time. It's a lot yeah. of baseball, it's a lot and, of outs you've got to yeah. get. And your best starters you you can get two starts out of them. Yeah. So you can get two start hopefully you can get two good starts out of them. You don't you don't need to use them for other stuff. Cause if actually if he hadn't come in there could he have started Oh, he did start game six as well, which they then lost. Yes. Okay. And probably I mean, him he only gave coming up out of the in game four may have had, may or may not have had an impact on that. But well, he pitched. Um, he threw sixty-three pitches on game six. Yeah, and so it's like, well, he couldn't, and he'd only given up one earned run. So I mean, I guess the fact he'd come out of the bullpen what, two or three days before, did matter. I mean, <laughs> Boston didn't score any runs. So, I mean, he's kind of irrelevant. But at the same time, the principle is still there. It's been a thing beyond our, our podcast. It's been a thing with everyone just, like, talking about pitcher usage this whole postseason. It is every postseason. But it feels like this has gone, like... I think the stuff usually is really awesome. And, like, um, when the Indians went on their run, or the Guardians, sorry now, and Andrew Miller was coming in when it was always, oh, he's their setup guy. Yeah. And then that they was, needed that to was put like some out. That was like early stages of let's not just have everybody have their inning. Yeah. That was, that was more like, okay, let's be a bit flexible. It's like if it's a big situation, we'll use our best guy, even if it's like early in the game. And it helped um, that he, he couldn't, that was no good. one could even see the ball from him, could they? Yeah. He was absolutely unhittable. And that, but also he was a reliever, so that wasn't affecting like future starts that he might have and stuff. But yeah, and he was a former starter, so that you felt that like extending him a bit didn't feel quite as risky. Um, and then we've seen it with Hader as well, obviously coming in in this firefighter role, and like we'll get the other outs later. The bases are loaded now. The guy yeah. that strikes out like whatever it is. wasn't he at like eighteen per nut nine innings at one point one year and it's like well maybe he should pitch now and it's like well yeah that all seems clever and makes sense it just feels like this off season has gone like bonkers is it's just like they've taken they've kind of got everyone's got a little bit carried away with oh we don't care if you're a starter or a reliever and it's like well but that does matter that clearly does matter because yeah because it's still not like the starters or the people that that were starters um, do like one inning. They still do more innings if they start a yeah. game. When you can't just go, well, tomorrow Blake Trinan's going to throw 80 pitches. That's not possible. No. So getting Urias to throw 50 
or Eovaldi yeah. to throw how ma- however many he did in game four, so that he then can't do his start properly in game six. Yeah, I don't know. It it, it is inter- It just seems to have snowballed, doesn't it? The, the whole thing that yeah. was all it was clever, and it now feels to me like it's got a bit kind of out of control. And yeah, I feel vindicated by the fact that the Braves and the Astros have been a little bit less wild with it, and they're the only teams left. Yeah, despite not really having the best regular seasons out of, out of everyone. Well, the Astros were pretty good, weren't they? But, um, you know, definitely, they're definitely one of the two favourite teams. I don't think at any point this season. They've been up from, there. From pre-season all the, way, all the way to this point we're at now. I don't think either of them were the favourites. They've been up no, there been... with the for the American League. Yeah, yeah, the Astros. Ha- yeah, that's fair for the Astros. They've been up there, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know if they've been the favourites any point though. I mean, because the Rays. Had I think I picked record, them. I think I picked okay. them to come out of the American League. Okay, all right then. But I'm not saying that means they're favourites. But I, I think they 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 did finish with 95 wins. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if they were the favourite. I think there was probably some scepticism of the Rays going into it. But I mean, the Braves obviously were not even like meant to be have a chance. They've benefited from the silly seeding rules, though, as well. Because they, yes. they should have had to play the Dodgers and the Giants. Yeah. And instead, they got the Brewers with their like below-replacement-level offence. And I mean, they still did well to beat them, obviously, but like, that's quite different to playing the 213-win California thing. Yeah, they're just, they're just combining into one team now, are they? Well, if you'd have to play them consecutively, yeah, I guess you'd have to overcome that amount of wins, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like some sort of horrible juggernaut. Yeah. Um, should we should wrap up? We got. Not much. Uh, we'll guess we should, we'll throw out some predictions, I guess. Okay, yeah, let's let's wrap up with some predictions. Um, oh, I've not even considered it. You go first. Astros in six. Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, Braves. In, in seven. Is seven. I mean, yeah, that would I mean, be fun. It always goes to seven these days, doesn't it? Is it three out of the last five or six? Yeah. Six, I think. Maybe. It feels like it all goes to seven anyway. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think I ex- Charlie Morton starting. I, I fancy the Braves tonight for game one. And well, and they're on the road, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, take game one on the road. That's a good start, isn't it? It's immediately got the advantage there. I think the Astros' offense, I think there's going to be a lot of runs in this series, and the Braves have not actually scored that many runs. Yeah, I guess. That's what I'm going Although, with. I mean, I so they're. Know. Freeman's going to heat up so, a little bit. 
Maybe not properly. He's gonna he's gonna need to heat up a lot. They he scored. Actually, you know, he actually wasn't that bad in the championship series. In the end, didn't even realise. <laughs> well, no, he's finished really strongly, didn't he? Yeah. They've scored more than five runs once in the playoffs so far. The Braves. Yeah, but I mean, also the the Astros. Look at how many runs they've given up. Yeah, I it basically there's, I think there'll be a lot of runs, and I think in that case I I like the Astros to do it. Is what I'm going with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's that's fair enough. So, so so what do you? Oh, so what order? Should we should we go with the? Should we go even more specific our predictions? Which is just getting even more ridiculous. What game one? Of like what you do? Do you reckon the like you're saying Astros and six? Do you reckon they'll take the lead? I think it's down the lead. It's one one going to Atlanta. Okay. Houston take two in Atlanta and then wrap it up. Game six back at home. Um, and then everyone's very angry about it. I reckon I reckon I reckon one one go to Atlanta is a good shout. I mean I I'd think that I think Braves went tonight, Astros went to tomorrow. Braves went to our three at home. Um, and then Houston tie it up in game, game six, and then winning. Yeah, and then the Astros. And then yeah, the game seven. I mean, that's going to be amazing if that's what's happened. If that is how it works out. Yeah, I mean, I don't see really how it could happen any other way, to be honest. Okay, um, so so that's all of the money you own going on Braves in seven. There's it's the only possible outcome apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe that, we don't even need to watch it then. We don't even need to watch it. You've decided <laughs> what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we should do one of these again. We could do one of these again if, if something interesting. If that happens in uh, the World Series, maybe we could do one in the middle of the World Series. I don't know. Although I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. See how the series looks. If not, we'll be doing off-season podcasts. Or maybe we'll do want to wrap up the World Series, I guess, and look ahead to the off season and all that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, and then we'll get into then, the free agent, yeah, free agent uh, swamp. Oh, looking forward to it. the swamp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we we've actually uh, yeah, yeah, it's sort of been going on a bit now. So like, let's stop. Let's stop this. All right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just uh, subscribe and. Um, uh, what else do you do with podcasts? Listen review, to them. review them. You only good them. reviews, though. Yeah, um, we don't want any bad reviews. Only five star reviews. Yeah, um, don't review otherwise. If you think it's worse than that, you know, listen to something else. I guess. Don't, no, don't. No, keep listening until you think it's five star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.